ti. Yeah, there it is. Wherever you are, whenever you are, and however you happen to be listening, we are so glad you have chosen to tune in to ELC. Especially if you are one of our geeks in sneaks using this podcast to power you through a workout or a run. We're going to be with you in your ear holes for 90 plus minutes of gaming goodness because DLC is your downloadable commentary for the week delivered the way we love it to be. And that is completely free thanks to our patrons over there at patreon.com slash DLC pod. They bring the show to you. They make the show possible. And in return, they get some cool stuff like ad-free episodes, video versions of the show, and an entire bonus show midweek called the Paid DLC Show, which now features frequent third guest Lana Bashinsky, which we had our first episode with her last week. Amazing stuff! You know, the DLC is the show all about games in their many forms. Games played on desktops, laptops, and consoles. Also games that involve dice, luck, and cardboard. I'm your host, Jeff Kanata, the spell with two N's and one T. And I am joined, as always, by my friend, slash co-host, slash nemesis. The guy who's here with me early this week. Early! That's right. We're in your feed early because now that we're free, now that we're supported by Patreon, we're not part of some network with rules and regulations. We can do whatever we want. Christian Spicer. Hello, Christian. Hello, Jeff. I mean, usually what we want is to stick to the regular schedule. But uh, yes, patrons have been eating well, I think, especially this week. So I think it's, you know, this is out early. So the episode with Lana, paid DLC, was this week's episode, right? Depending on, but last week with your regular feed, whatever. The Wednesday paid DLC was with Lana, which is great. There was the video version of my Let's Chat Games newsletter about easy mode that folks seem to really dig is up there on Patreon. And of course, ad free episodes. Um, it's a good. It's a. It's a. It's a good place to be. We're, I don't want to. We're trying lie. to give you some value. Value, and we we appreciate the support. And uh, you know, it's a big week. It's a big week and a big day because we had the Sony State of Play. So we figured, why not? Since Christian is traveling this weekend anyway, I'm going to be in Atlanta this weekend. Why not just record the episode early? Get it to your ear holes early. Get our hot takes about the Sony state of play right here in the beginning of June. And not only that, but get ourselves the best possible guest to do all that with. Because if you're talking Sony, we got our go-to guy. You know the DLC always stands for your downloadable Kanata and your downloadable Christian. But this week, once again, I'm so excited because DLC stands for displaying laminated cups. Because those might be trophies, and from the PS Trophy Room podcast, our friend Joseph Moran is back with us. Hey, Joe! Guys, I am so happy to be here, talking none other than talking some PlayStation VR 2, talking some state of play, saw some great things. I, I'm digging it. And I, again, this intro, I love it so much. Christian and I were like night at the Roxbury, just bobbing our head back <laughs> and forth. Just vibing tonight, it. man. I would love it if one of these state of plays, Sony just came out and said, it's good. And that was it. You know, <laughs> state of play. The state healthy, of play is good. The state of our play is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the question is, and, and, and Joseph, you bring up uh, a great point about bopping our heads, because the question I want to 
present to you, my friends, is, is this, does it warrant, are we at the beginning of the Summer of Games? Does this warrant the Summer of Games bumper on DLC? Or do we have to wait until next week when the actual Jeff Keighley-sanctioned Summer of Games... No, this was was Keighley-branded. It had the little... Summer gamey thing in the top corner of the stream. This is this is it. We're in it, dude. Let's say we you, Joe. In it. We're in it, and you know We're what? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling right, let's pretty, do it. pretty good. Let's do it. It's the summer of games on DLC. You're gonna get hyped up, and the news will live up to your expectations. Or maybe it will. Maybe it will. Christian's always very, uh, very pessimistic in that uh, in that bumper. But uh, maybe it will. We will find out as we dive in. This is normally where we do story of the week. But hey, we all know what the story of the week is this week. Well, we have other stories to get to. But Joseph, let's actually step through all of the announcements that happened in a very brisk thirty-minute Sony state of play. Uh, there was no there was no fat on that bone. It was all meat. It was all uh, trailer, 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 back to back. Uh, just, you know, one, we had one executive come and talk to us very briefly, but for mostly. And one, and one detached voice, like I think three times the detached blue box voice was like, and here's another one. It's like, yeah. okay, okay. Which, I mean, at first I thought there were no more. Very <laughs> Nintendo-like, right? We, I, I used to joke about it becoming the uh, Nintendo uh directification of the entire industry and it, it really has come to pass like they're people are just doing exactly what they do uh, <laughs> one of them announces like mario kart 9 oh crap wrong wrong console <laughs> <laughs> uh but let's uh let's start where they started um and and we'll try to we'll try to hit all the biggies uh but capcom is oh and by the way we should note it was announced beforehand that this would be a Sony state of play that would focus on third-party games and some PSVR 2 stuff. Uh, so none of the first-party stuff, none of your Gods of War uh, or, uh, or, or any of those big titles that we expect to either come out or be delayed. <laughs> but um, so, you know, it wasn't like a full, true E3-like presentation. It was, it was more focused than that, focused specifically on third parties and therefore right at the top, a big third party, Capcom, got a lot of the spotlight, and specifically the Resident Evil series, uh, Resident Evil Four. No, uh, no remake there in the title. It just said Resident Evil Four. I don't know if that's going to be official title or if they'll add a remake or remaster to the title. But uh, Joe, what did you think of seeing RE Four right at the top of the show? Uh, I gotta tell you guys, I'm a new resident evil fan. And when I say that, like I've been playing since seven, so it's been a minute. I've, you know, I'm, I don't have the, I guess the nostalgia of the series that is like everyone's love, which is like either two or four. And so Mm -hmm. for me walking into it, I actually got to play for last year for the first time ever. Cause I was a, I was a, just a wee little tot when the, when the, when the original came out on the GameCube. So for me, uh, all of this just spoke to me mm. um, because since it's so fresh in my memory, I'm like, I've been there. I've been there. I don't like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm revisiting something that is to me v- still very fresh. 
and I'm very optimistic of of where they're going to take um this series from what I've seen so far. I'm I mean Capcom is just in such good graces for me that you know they could have really just gave me the title card and the date and I'd be like Capcom, you got this, guys. <laughs> well, it, was, it was interesting that the entire dire- or, uh, state of play started with the date coming up on the screen. It's like 3-24-2023 until we announce the delay. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely were front and center with the, with the date. Do you think, I mean, I, I'm curious w- when you first played RE4 recently, what you played it on? Oh, the, well, I had to stay on brand. I actually played it on my PlayStation 5. I think I played it through PlayStation Now, of all things. Right. Um. So, yeah, I'm again, very fresh in my mind. And I don't know, because I know when people talk about like the various changes throughout the ports, what yeah. version I'm really playing well, if that makes you know sense. before before there was skyrim on everything uh <laughs> re4 was the original game on everything you know yeah. that was the game where there were 400 different uh different versions you played on a toaster and it's still the case right there's a vr version of re4 and now we're getting an actual remake did you were you impressed by the visual upgrade that that now this you know re engine is is capable of yeah the re engine man it's just it's Oh my God. Beautiful at showing me really grotesque things and being impressed by them. (laughs) Like that is the most beautiful dilapidated corpse I've ever seen. (laughs) Um, But like from, from what I'm more kind of looking for, cause I know it's going to look great, um, but it's really what they're changing. Mm -hmm. Cause they, they, they talk a bit about it being reimagined and that's where I'm just like, okay. Cause I don't have the nostalgia of like, this game is perfect. I'm like, there's obviously some changes that need to be done to like Leon's attitude. Um, (laughs) What if those changes are just, what if Capcom's just like, imagine 69.99 MSRP. Imagine. (laughs) (laughs) You really think it'll be that? I I suspect it'll be like a $40 game, but. Oh, really? I'm getting, I guess. You you think it's going to be a full on big, big $70 game? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. PS5, I do. Yeah, maybe you might be right, uh, Christian. What did you think of of the glimpse that we got at RE4? Is it enough for you to want to replay it? I don't. I don't know. I think. I think I'm on uh, Team Joseph here, and I, I've played this game many a time, and I am curious what is different. There were reports that like they're going to make substantial changes to part of it, and part. It's like, what is it? It's like the don't you like run away from a robot or there's like, um, like like a giant mech thing. Yeah. 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 Like I thought like that felt weird when I played it. I think I might be the only person who played the original version of this game when it launched on my TI 83, I think is what I, uh, (laughs) (laughs) this means he's old, but, uh, thank you. Also a humble brag. I made it. (laughs) Um, I'm curious if, if I don't think a new coat of paint, will do enough for me to pull me back in because I have, I mean, it's probably been seven years now, add the two COVID years into my standard five years um, since I've replayed RE4, but I've played it a lot across numerous ports. And I feel like the changes they did to Resident Evil uh, and then, or RE2 and that big remake, it felt 
bigger and more beautiful. And I think the RE engine here looks fantastic. The game looks great, but it's also falling into that weird place where it looks like how I remember the GameCube one looking, which I know it's not, but that game blew me away when it came out on GameCube. So I think I'm going to need something a little more substantial, especially if my assumption about the price is correct. But I say all that to say, if this ends up as a PS plus higher tier day one, will I sink some hours into it? Yeah, I will. Like, I, I don't think that's out of the question necessarily. Yeah. Mm. I, I recently put about four hours into the, uh, the RE4 VR edition that came out on quest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, that game, uh, did not look great. Uh, I'm very excited about the, uh, evidently P- PSVR 2 content that will be, they don't say you'd be able to play the whole game on PSVR 2, which it feels like you've got the, the VR mechanisms worked out on your, on the quest version. And you got this pretty new engine. Can't we just sort of meld the, like computer what? combine <laughs> execute. And then it just makes those two into one game for me, please. Well, the, the engine works on V. I mean, they had the engine on standard PSVR because RE seven, Right, and and now Village, they just announced Village is going to be on PSVR 2 as a full playable game. Which looks stunning. Yes. I will speak for the devs and say, yeah, you just hit, uh, I think it's Control Option T. Merges them. That's all you need. It's easy. Yeah, I think you just ask Alexa or Siri. And they just... Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Combine games. Enhance. And then it works. VR. Uh, VR. (laughs) VR. Done. Got it. (laughs) <laughs> playing tears for fears well, so, so will, will this bring you back jeff to answer to throw your own question back to you i I'm, mean the vr version didn't look great but was in vr this looks great but maybe won't be in vr like what will it take to get you to go back uh, i mean I w- i'm definitely curious about whatever that psvr2 functionality is but no i'm not clamoring to play this game yet again um it, no matter how pretty it is i didn't play the last resident evil remake you know i just <laughs> It's, you know, it's great. I think it's awesome for a new generation of folks that haven't played these games to get them prettier. Uh, But uh, it's not something I'm clamoring for. Uh, I'm very curious about what the VR aspect is going to be, though, because RE4 is super fun in VR. It really works. It's just ugly. (laughs) It's just very... (laughs) ugly you know it just it looks like that old game um it's so. it's so strange because like for the newcomer to the series like me i'm like yeah no i'll play it again i i want to see if how how many parts the little napoleon guy is like cut from it like that's great yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the less he's in the better you know yeah. um like i'm i'm curious of like yeah maybe instead of fighting a mecha you know stone goblin maybe i'm fighting something else like i want to see what those changes are yeah. are like that's what the thing that intrigues me because to me it's like they're not just slapping a coat of paint on and going all right job's done this is it it's it's them taking some liberties we saw that with the i mean i didn't play it but from all reports that i read that's the case with their last uh resident evil remakes that that it was not just a new coat of paint it really was you know fundamentally rethinking how the game works and i think that's that's pretty cool Uh, that's what i want more of these remakes to be like really go back and think it through. And like, if you were going to make this game today, how would you make it? I think that's cool. I think also what limited RE4 VR is that it was a quest exclusive, right? Like PCs have the horsepower, but it was running on a standalone device. So here, I think the upside is that PSVR two isn't a standalone device and it should be running. If it can run village VR, it should be able to run 
this VR. And I love the way Capcom is kind of having their cake and eating it too, to some extent, where like they they made seven, they made Village, they remade two, they remade three, they remade four. Like they're not just doing remaking the old catalog. They're still making new and new ones. And there's rumors yeah. of what after Village will be. And I think they're Resident Evil fans, I think, are eating really, really well. It's it's yeah. it's uh, impressive. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and the next games that were announced, I mean, we talked about uh, RE Village coming to PSVR 2, but it was, a, it was a, a, a trio of games, all for PlayStation VR 2. Uh, I think there may have been a sort of backwards announcement that PSVR 2 is happening this year. It, because it there was weird, a game right? that said coming 2022 for PSVR 2. It's like, well, does that mean we're going to get hardware on that? I don't know. It's so yeah. strange. Because it could be that that uh, – uh, which game was it? Well, The Walking Dead, right? The yeah. Uh, yeah. Retribution. Uh, Retribution, yeah. Um, which, you know, obviously that game is out on other VR headsets. So maybe this game will be out 2022 and also on PSVR 2 whenever it launches. But well, I was like prefer chapter to... two of that. I, 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 yeah. I, I think this is new game of that Saints and Sinners franchise. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would think. prefer to believe that that is them accidentally announcing that PSVR 2 is happening in 2022 because mm-hmm. I want to purchase it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we had uh, RE Village, uh, which I think lo- looked good. Uh, it's hard to judge VR content in a trailer. Uh, I thought the Walking Dead stuff. It, it it's a bummer to put like zombies after zombies. I think that's just bad planning. It's like, hey, here's a zombie thing, and here's a crazy horror zombie thing. It's just it's a bummer to put those back to back because I don't think yeah. that does either game any favors. That's um, how zombies work, though, Jeff. Like once there's one, there's gonna be another one. They and, multiply. I mean, they, yeah, they, they, yeah. They keep shambling. You know? They're like uh, <laughs> babies, kids. They don't. Die, they multiply. Uh, that's an ancient reference. Um, no Man's Sky was next, which again, uh, feels like something easily predicted, you know, uh, No Man's Sky already playable on P- uh, PC VR headsets and on, uh, original PlayStation 4, uh, PSVR headset. So yeah. it's awesome that it's coming. It's going to be supporting PlayStation 5 headset. Hopefully it will look nicer. Now here's my, way. here's my thing though, if you, if you don't mind, Please. um, does this kind of also maybe give credence to this not being backwards compatible? Because mm. why else would you announce it if it's already playable on the previous thing? It's uh, interesting. That's an interesting notion. I hope that's not the case. I, I mean, everything I they've said is that it's going to be backwards compatible. Like they've reiterated that numerous times. So m- maybe there is a specific bit of content or patch that, will take advantage of the PlayStation 5 and not just emulate the PlayStation yeah. 4 version. Um, I, that's that's my interpretation, is that th- this one will be specifically tuned to take advantage of the horsepower of PlayStation 5 and maybe look more like the PC VR version. Um, but that's it's, it's a valid question and one yeah. that I don't think we know specifically know the answer to. And it's yet. kind of the state of the Sony consoles right now, where... Um, Xbox, you know, with the games that have smart delivery, you're going to get the best version of the game that you're going to be getting. And PlayStation does not have that. So, you know, it, it might be a version of, yeah, you can play the backwards compatible PS4 version of the game, but this is the PS5 version of the game. It's a separate SKU. Right. There's a free upgrade path, but you have to have the right one downloaded. Right, right, and then right. it has its own and $10, content. please. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's like not as simple as it could be, but it looks great. And that was another game, Jeff, kind of like, um, you know, for me personally, in terms of how I first approached Sea of Thieves and and what they've done now um, in terms of adding new content continually. Yeah. Um, truly, truly impressive what No Man's Sky is and continues to be for free. Oh, it's <laughs> you so know, incredible. Yeah, that all these upgrades have been free and they continue and they're huge. I mean, if you look at the trailer that they showed, the, the tiny little trailer that they showed, all of the stuff that happens in it, you couldn't really do when the game launched. Like there's laser battles and mechs and space. And, you know, it's like, oh, none of that was in the game when it launched. But of course, <laughs> it's been incrementally inc- improved and, and yeah. kudos to Hello Games. You know, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, of course, we get to what is my game of the state of play. Uh, the, we already knew this game was happening and we got a little bit of the same moment that they showed when they first revealed it. But we also got more moments of the Horizon Call of the Mountain, which we now know the official title of, uh, which is going to be a PlayStation VR 2 exclusive in the Horizon universe. You're not playing as Aloy. You're playing as a male uh, who I don't know if there's been established in the world yet because we didn't really see him because it's all first person. But I believe his name is Reyes, and he's a, he's a former Shadow Karja. He's oh. former bad. He's, has, he, has he not been introduced in the series before? Not that I'm aware of. Because I was assuming he was, was going to be one of... Mayloy. Mayloy. That's funny. Manloy or That's something funny. like that. I, think. Uh, I, was, I was assuming when we heard it was going to be an, another character, I was like, oh, it's probably going to be one of the team that you assemble in Forbidden West because you have this like side team in a base. But, uh, but it's cool. That's cool. And, and it looks like it is going to be kind of a cross between, uh, you know, a, a first-person Horizon game and the climb. You know, it's like get to the top of the mountain, climb up, take down. Mo- it just looks so awesome to me. It is yeah. a perfect solution for not having it be completely open world. It just feels like it's focused and it's going to, I mean, all the art assets look like they're taken right from that world. It looked gorgeous. I just cannot wait for this game in VR. Same. I like, I, cause <sighs> there's something about being truly immersed in that world that excites me so much because I feel like Horizon is just so uniquely Horizon. Um, yeah. It's just so, it's just so like gorgeous. And the thing that excites me is being able to do these climbing feats where you see like you're, you're jumping on like, like cliff sides and just like the idea in my head is like looking down. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that's going to have me, slightly terrified um <laughs> and then like the the bow and arrow motion like mm-hmm. oh my god i'm gonna be taking a uh, an arrow out of my quiver and i'm gonna be like actually lining up the shots like that like how that tension's gonna work with with the haptics in that controller um that's the thing that has me so intrigued and so in on this i i said something maybe not so smart before i'm just like this kind of gives me the vibes of what like half-life alex that i've mm-hmm. seen kind of look and, and and do and push the medium forward that's what i'm kind of getting the vibes here where it's just like this is something that i i haven't seen many vr games do and it's translating well outside of vr it's something you mentioned earlier it's like how hard is it to to say to to show someone a vr game and go look how impressive you have to put the headset on this one yeah i was impressed by just watching 
Yeah, I, I I hope this one sells people on the concept. And it's almost like this this IP couldn't have been more better suited for VR. As you as you said, as you ticked off all the things like Aloy in the game climbs stuff, uses a bow and arrow, you know, hides like all the things that are super fun to do one to one immersed in VR. It's already a part of the franchise. They're not imposing anything on this IP. They're just letting you actually do that stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's going to be, I, I just, I, I have so much confidence in Guerrilla Games and it, it makes me so excited. <laughs> that game yeah. makes me so excited. I am, yeah. I am curious how the combat ends up playing out. Like I know they show some and, and you see strafing, a little bit of strafing happening, but the combat they showed in this trailer is very different than how I horizon combat. Like when I horizon combat, it's like dive, roll, trap, roll, strafe, shot, 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 uh, shoots into all the ears in the sky, trap, 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 dive, roll, dive, roll. And if I did any of that in VR, I would definitely jump out my actual window at some point. <laughs> I don't have that much space. And so I'm curious how, cause of what I've played of, you know, what I got through of half-life Alex, there might be things later. It has interesting combat, but it's not frenetic. It's not, mm. they do physics-based stuff, and but you're not uh, 360 strafing and like flagging from over here and dive rolling. And I'm curious how they potentially slow down some of these, if they do, um, you know, robo dinos that you're fighting that are the same type of robo dino in the mainline horizon games that are quick, uh, yeah. deadly. And I'm curious how they, how they adapt that. I also based on nothing, I will just say this would make one heck of a pack in one heck mm. of a pack in. Well, I, I don't think it will be, but I'd love to have it there. <laughs> that brings me to my next question about this is, you know, here they focused right at the top of the show on three PSVR two games when we don't have a release date for PSVR 2, <laughs> yeah. we don't really know much about it. I mean, we we know the specs and stuff like that, but we don't really have- How much it a, is. And- yeah, from a marketing perspective, we don't really have a clear sense of, like, it seems like a, a, a premature moment to push PSVR 2 games when it's like, oh, wait, how do I even get the thing that I need to play this, these yeah. games on? It leads me to believe that this this is not the full salvo. Mm. It leads me to believe that when we get the uh, the actual push for PSVR two, when it's like, hey, holiday twenty twenty two or March twenty twenty three or whatever it's going to be, whenever they finally come out and say PSVR two, here we go. I think we're gonna. I think we are going to get some other surprising games. I think there's going to be a number of game announcements that happen that will come out during the launch window. And I, I maybe horizon is the crown jewel, but I suspect it will be only one of uh, several crown jewels from Sony. Yeah. I would love to see what, you know, um, team Asobi um, can do yeah. with another Astro game, right? Hundred like, percent. Yes. They, you know, we had Jim Ryan just boast that there's going to be 20 launch games for this console, launch window games for this console. So, like, you're right. It is strange not to have a call to action. Like, I just saw all these neat things. Yeah. And there's not even like <laughs> go to the website. Like, there's yeah, nothing. It's just right. like 
just sit on it. <laughs> yeah. We can talk to you again. I mean, it's, um, it's weird when it's like PSVR two games. Will you be able to play them this year? We don't, we can't even tell you, you know, it's yeah. very weird, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, you're saying 2022. I'm still like, I'm on the probably February, March of 2023 boat, you know, I, I, it is, it's, it's been a weird rollout for Sony, um, for this console to say the least. Cause like we still yeah. even haven't really seen the console. Like we saw pictures of it, but like physically, right? Well, you know, I imagine it, it's all complicated by supply chain and, and yeah. we're still in that weird place in this world where getting electronics to market is not easy. And, uh, so I'm, I'm certain that there's a lot of, uh, un, you know, uh, uncertainty on their end still too, you know, I'm sure there's probably still a lot of like, can we even make this happen? Um, So I hope we hear more soon. I hope we hear. And I I feel like starting to talk about games indicates that maybe we will hear more soon, whether it is this year or next. Uh, Question for you both, Jeff, I will start with you as we're here on this PSVR two topic and they shown, I think some heavy hitters. I think village VR is big. Yeah. Is, is really, really big. And Horizon, again, getting this deeper dive, I think is really big as well. My question to you, Jeff, is do you think, assuming it, it comes, a Half-Life Alex, and you have talked about it before, do you still think it is a launch window game? Or do you think that would kind of overshadow the stuff that Sony is doing kind of first party and in-house? I don't think anyone would care about overshadowing. I, I think I, th- you know, you you see that with launch uh, launches of previous consoles, where like Call of Duty is the biggest launch game mm. of, of you know in a launch window of a console. It's like, well, I I think they want to sell these things, and if they can get Half Life Alex, I think that would be a big help to sell these things because that game is just incredible, and I want more people to experience it. So I, I'm still firmly believing slash hoping that that game is a launch launch game I, this doesn't it would it seems like such a no-brainer it's some sort well, of no-brainer. I, like why would why would valve not want that why would sony not want that it just seems like match made in heaven you know i guess that's put the them together the question. press combine execute <laughs> enhance, enhance. <laughs> i guess that's the, the pivot of the question then for you joseph is yeah. uh, you know as jeff mentioned the supply chain stuff do you think there will be enough of these things that Sony needs to be worried about selling them when they come out. <laughs> I, I feel like I, Sony. I think they're going to sell the ten they make. You know, yeah, solid fifteen at the very least. Um, <laughs> I think Sony's been pretty realistic of like what they expect VR to do on their their end. Um, so I, I think there will definitely be enough of them when the mm. time comes. I'm just scared of how they roll that out because if it's through PlayStation Direct. We're not going to have a fun time. We're not going <laughs> to. This is not going to be great. For some reason, I can't purchase anything from PlayStation Direct. And they always just tell me, I'm like, listen, for some reason, it tells me an error. What, what's going on? They're like, just try another retailer. I'm like, but this is exclusive to you. <laughs> no, please, yeah, I, God. Do not, I don't want to have to deal with that. I'm going to be so mad if I if I, have, I don't have to. If I'm not able to easily get one of these things. Oh, I don't want to uh, deal with that again. I'll say a swear. You know, that's what I'll do. Yeah, but like, I will for, say a swear. <laughs> <laughs> to me, uh, what, what we say on the show all the time, we have no insider knowledge. It's this confidence and gusto. Half-Life Alex will come. It will, yeah. it will arrive. Confidence. confidence. I, 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 I'm right there with you, man. I think that's yeah. going to happen. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, Forbidden West patch, really cool. A lot of cool stuff uh, available today. They announced that. 
uh, new game plus, which is awesome. A lot of cool uh, quality of life improvements. Yes. Give me that. Uh, also, we saw Sony continuing this uh, much heralded march toward uh, delivering their first party games on PC. Uh, we, we know that they have made a, a, a concerted effort to improve sales by putting games out on PC, and it seems to be working for them. And that's going to continue. Spider-Man coming out on PC uh, a, a, will be called Spider-Man Remaster. And uh, there's rumors that um, Miles Morales will also be coming to PC. I just think we're going to see this with everything, uh, right, Joe? It, it just feels like, why not? Sony's decided we can sell more on PC. And we, just, just, we're just going to see all these games have a delay. They'll, they'll sell on the consoles for a year or so, whatever it is. And then there'll be a PC version, right? Spider-Man belongs on my Steam Deck. <laughs> I cannot I cannot wait. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is great news. I saw, you know, Twitter is Twitter. But the one thing that I saw from Twitter that gave me hope in this world was uh, I think Nibel put out Spider-Man alone has sold over 33 million units Oof. on a single platform. That's that's Nintendo numbers. That's nuts. Yeah. That's just- um, so, yeah, they, they've, they've gotten all they can out of this melon they're going to the next one which is pc and it's going to probably sell another you know couple million there safe to say um and that's awesome this is this is happening a lot people got to get used to this that you know playstation's move to you know pc and mobile is kind of mimicking that of their competition microsoft where they've put their games on pc uh and mobile in, in via streaming and they're not seeing any negative, you know, hits across the the, the bow that is their console market. So they're going to keep doing it. And yeah. I it, listen, if PlayStation can make money elsewhere and more people get to play it and I get to play as like Macho Man Randy Savage mod, um, <laughs> you know, Ooh, yeah. I, <laughs> I really saw plays on Steam Deck. <laughs> exactly. So like, I, uh... I'm all on board, man. This is awesome news. I wonder if these windows will ever shorten. I agree that this is awesome news, um, but it, it, it is this, it's this weird world of, oh, side note, and I'm going to mention God of War on PC. The weird thing happening with that where it's leaving GeForce Now, but if you open it on GeForce Now, now you can keep it forever, but new people won't be able to play it on GeForce Now. The, my cloud future GeForce is still, when uh, it's like now it's called yeah. GeForce when. <laughs> yeah. It's, the, my cloud future is still cloudy. Apparently. Um, yeah. But it, it's like, I love this. And will I triple dip on this game? Uh, that Steam Deck says, yes, I probably will. Yeah. But as a first world problem, whiny pants baby over here, I really wish this window was shorter. Like, I'm chomping at the bit for Uncharted. I'm probably going to triple dip on that again to play it on my Vita, uh, which is what I will call it when I'm playing Uncharted Same. Lost Legacy <laughs> on my Steam Deck. Um and Spider-Man on it would feel great, but it's just, it's weird. It feels weird to be like, it's coming to PC. And then Sony's like, Spider-Man two is coming to PlayStation five. And you're like, Oh yeah, you're right. But PC, it, it's like, it's such a long, long window yeah. between I these mean, PC releases. You, you're describing exactly what happened with horizon where, uh, horizon zero Dawn came on PC. Like just, it seemed like months before, <laughs> you know, yeah. I was already amped about Forbidden West, and they're like, 
hey, this is the PC version. I was like, oh yeah, no, that's cool. It's definitely cool. But <laughs> give me that, give me that new stuff. Give me that new stuff. I bet as they ha- they they grow the infrastructure for PC, the window will lessen and lessen and lessen until it is one day, day one PC. And you think that's going to happen? I I, I I'm skeptical that that'll ever happen. Very slowly. I all all things all, all things through the power of Shuhei Yoshida is what I say. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, no, I, I think eventually Sony likes to drag their feet. So I'm not saying like tomorrow, but I think as as they dip their toe deeper, deeper into the water and they see that their sales of their hardware isn't affected, I, I, I'm i optimistic that you, one day you will see it. Well, uh, it's, it's pretty cool what we're getting uh, now. And the next thing that came up was uh, a number of uh, new games, in, including Stray, which is something that... I think has always piqued my interest, certainly a lot of people's interest uh, every time it's been shown. Uh, but we haven't really gotten tons of gameplay until now. The State of Play showed uh, Stray and offered up a release date, July 19th. Uh, and it will be a game that will come with PlayStation Plus ext- Extreme? What is which PlayStation higher, Plus? Higher, higher tiers. Higher tiers? <laughs> uh, so, you know... Kind of cool. This is this is the first sort of day and date. Well, not first, but it is yeah. a day and date Game Pass esque kind of release. Cool, interesting, more indie type game, which is uh, the hallmark of what Game Pass has been doing so well. Uh, coming day and date, I think that's pretty great. And the game, uh, well, tell me what you think of it, Joe. The you, you play as a kitty cat uh, walking around doing kitty cat stuff. I, I was going to get this game regardless because, you know, this little cat looks like my cat Oliver. So he a, and he's a handsome little gentleman. So I can't <laughs> not get like what like they didn't need to have like at the very end where the cat just like kind of comes out and he lays down and then he gives you a little wink. I'm like, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> you didn't have to go this hard, but you did. And I appreciate it. I they call that, they call that a, that's a cat on a cat. <laughs> 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 didn't have to do it. But it worked, but, but but it worked. So like, I'm I'm excited for this game, uh, strictly because <laughs> this cat is like identical, and I love that this is hopefully the beginning of PlayStation. You know, the one the one critique I keep hearing is like, we don't see PlayStation give the love to the indies that we see Nintendo or Xbox do. Hopefully, this is what they can do. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's going to cost an arm and a leg for PlayStation to get unique indies that look really cool on their service to get people intrigued and i i hope that is the case that they spend a little buku bucks on getting these smaller indies here to spotlight them to show them that hey listen your stuff belongs here so yeah. I, I i like it for more of the signaling that i i hope it it, it kind of it's kind of doing 100 agree 100 agree christian what is your take on stray i i was impressed with how pretty a game it looks to be uh feels very visually uh, uh impressive i mean i there's indie games are often visu- visually impressive but when this was announced i expected it to be a little bit more of a sort of retro look and it, it is not that at all it very uh very much looks like a playstation 5 game i mean i i have a rule and it's any game uh whose logo and branding was done by the person who did dlc podcasts logo <laughs> i will yeah. buy um, great logo by the way it honestly is it's it really incredible. is I, yeah i remember when Corey uh said he was working on it or, or, or tweeted out the the look when it went public it's 
fantastic. Um, it's also, so that's rule number one. Uh, I have my control hat somewhere. I'm not going to leave frame to get it. Heaven forbid I was chastised for that on Wednesday already. Um, but uh, I feel like dude only does logos for dope games and incredible podcast <clears throat> plug plug. Um, and, but two it's Annapurna, which is also yeah. like, yes, right. <laughs> it's like, Hey, um, that the company that has only made games or published games you like, it's going to publish another game. Are you interested? You but know all, what? No, not this one. <laughs> but also, it, look, it looks good, right? It looks it looks interesting. I mean, I suspect there's going to be a lot of stealth. Like it was, but just the the this feeling of these kind of weird androids that have like emoji for faces and uh, the the cat walking down the street and all of them running and closing the doors. It, I was immediately drawn in over and above all those great, you know, great signs that it's going to be good is just the, the the gameplay itself i was like ooh, that looks strong yeah it, it, it i think it has a great mix of like cyberpunk uh neon drenched kind of city skyline but also i think as joe is kind of alluding to like it's super cute you know, it's not yeah. like cutesy art style but like the cat has attitude you know when it's like <laughs> walking it jumps on to the uh whatever it is like the iron beam is kind of balancing and like yeah. the animation is really fun yeah. and interesting. And then at the end when it did put a cat on a cat, it's like, Oh yeah, they know that this, they know that this kitty cat is, uh, you know, balling. Uh, yeah. I'm very interested. Yeah. The animation soon, has me too, right. Yeah. July 19th, I believe. And yeah, the animations of the cat's movements are just I agree. insane. It moves, it moves like a cat and it, it, and it moves like something that weighs what a cat weighs, yeah. you know, like it's really interesting how the, the cat looks like it's, Mm-hmm. light on its feet you know it's 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 impressive um it moves like jagger some might say <laughs> no no one would say that um <laughs> some some might. no 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 one was that you both agreed with me okay great like, what's the next game jeff <laughs> the next game is callisto protocol which is is weird that we're also getting a dead space remaster because for the first few seconds of this, I'm like, are we watching the Dead Space remaster or are we watching Callisto Protocol? And then the person's like, Callisto is the place where I was like, oh, Callisto is the place. <laughs> yes, of course, Callisto the place. Uh, but I mean, this this doesn't really do anything for me. Not a huge uh, fan of the uh, horror space horror horrors. But uh, Joe, you're all over it, right? Oh, absolutely. So <laughs> fun fact, this is... Uh, Dead Space is the game that gets me into horror games. Um, Dead Space is the goat. I love it so very much. So when I heard the creators of one of my beloved series is making a spiritual successor to, I am, I was already on board. Seeing this game, um, is, and, and how they they talk about engineering horror, um, has me so excited because it's, it's so claustrophobic. It's so close. And the weapon isn't a plasma cutter. It is literally an electrified baton. Mm. So they want you to get close to this thing. Yeah. Where Dead Space was, don't let this thing get near you. This one is confront confront the monster. I'd rather is, not. I know. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's, a, it's just like the alien thing. I know this isn't real, so I can't. it can't hurt me. Right. But now UFOs exist, and I'm like, I don't know. But nonetheless, like when they talk about engineering the the horror, you see that when like he's he's going through this like very narrow corridor. It's halfway flooded, and you just see this frozen 
thing. I think it's called like a neoflage or whatever. Um, and it just looks at you and it, but it just doesn't do anything. It can, but it won't. That's a different type of horror when it, when something can jump at you, but it's deciding not to. And that <laughs> is just, yeah, I'm sold. Um, and, uh, the, the other thing is, is it kind of felt like a last of us vibe of the brutality because it's so close. You really, I, I felt the punches, you know, I felt, felt the kicks and the, the biting of the face. Yeah. So this one was my game of the show. Spoiler alert. I, I, um, I believe it. I, so I know good. a number of people who are just so amped on this one yeah. and it does look impressive. I mean, ooey gooey in all the grossest <laughs> ways and uh, that thing like pulling itself off the wall and it, there's sticky stuff coming behind it. It's like, oh, I thought that yeah. was just an, I thought that was just an elementary schooler after dinner. That's just what yeah. that looks like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Get your finger out of your nose. Neoflage. <laughs> Please use your napkin. Why? When I have a shirt and pants. <laughs> My name's Neil Flage. Sorry, go ahead, Christian. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, for folks who don't know, haven't been following this is very Dead Space looking because it's by the creators of Dead Space. Like it it's made, also it is weird that we're getting a Dead Space limited. remake, right? Like it's weeks like, afterwards. Yes. If like yes. the everything holds, which it probably won't, but like weeks afterwards. No. It's just such I a mean, bummer. It's like we, years go by with no Dead Space and we get two Dead Spaces? Anyway, go ahead. Having not had any hands-on time with this game yet, I will say between the two, the one that excites me more is Callisto Protocol. Dead Space was great. If it was Dead Space 4, then I'd be like, ooh, where are they taking the franchise now or whatever? But I'm sure the remake will be great. I hope people play it because it's a Dead Space 1 is a phenomenal game, and I hope they do the stuff that we were talking about with Resident Evil and add some tweaks and some changes and kind of re-examine what that game is. But Callisto Protocol is all new, and it does look to do some of those things, as Joe's talking about, like bringing – he also has a gun in the trailer, so yeah. there is some distance. But the gun looks like it's shoot on Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> okay, you can shoot again. And it's like, no, I need I needed to have shot 10 seconds ago. And it's yeah. like, mm-mm. Nope, you get – so it looks like it has that tension. And I think, Jeff, as you mentioned, I mean, it it is stunning. This game – looks absolutely stunning um and i'm it's how do i say this i'm i was shocked that it's also on ps4 i think i knew that but i was kind of half expecting it to to drop that the way um gotham knights did Mm -hmm. and i was shocked that i think every game we've talked about but psvr2 games i think they're all cross gen still yep um except for one which Final one? Fantasy Which, 16, I believe. Yeah, that never one. Never got there yet. Spoiler! <laughs> I ruined the show. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad that you all agreed with me that it moves like Jagger, and um, we can wrap <laughs> it up now with our parting gifts. Um, but it looks fantastic, and I am curious how they re-examine Dead Space. You know, I, I, I yeah. think part of it was leaving to do their own thing because it's we've mentioned no dead space was happening. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm just going to go do it myself. But also with that, I think comes a um, pushing that genre forward. Uh, it looks so good. And, and I think, I hope, I mean, I shouldn't say, I think, I hope that this is a release date that sticks, you know, it, yeah. it feels close enough that, yeah. you know, Jeff won't be right this time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being right. Um, so after that, we got a roller drone, which it mm-hmm, looks mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it looks like a multiplayer game with the sable uh, 
art style to it, which is kind of cool. You were, you're all about the this game, Christian. Or you just were pumping your fist for Roller Drome. Yeah, the only thing that bones me out is that it's roller skates versus roller blades because I get it. Like roller skates are in again, and roller blades are still lame. Um, but I think it looks fantastic. I'm not. What I wasn't sure is how multiplayer it is, and I I haven't. I watched you know the state of play obviously, but I haven't done my as we're recording the same day. You know, pretty soon after the state of play came out, I haven't done a a, a bunch of reading about stuff like ancillary information that maybe came out, and I'm not sure. Do you all know, is this PvP or is it like PvE? Because it looked like it could have been both, but some of these like, it, like I think it's tank comes in. And... I think it's basically, um, um, oh, what's the, the car game with the ball? Um, I like Rocket, Rocket League? League? Rocket League. Yeah, I think it's Rocket no, League. No, not this, that's, that's the Ubisoft roller derby game. Uh, no, I think this one is also basically doing that. It's... It's, I think it's multiplayer, uh, uh, but I'm, again, I'm just guessing, but it, it seems to me that it looks like it's basically a Rocket League style multiplayer arena thing. Yeah, what makes me think it's not is that none of the other characters they showed were doing what Roller Drome Red Jumpsuit was doing. Hmm. Like that, she seemed to be like flipping and grinding and the other characters were like a sniper standing in the middle of two half pipes. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Maybe you're right. Yeah, Maybe you're like right. A mech, a mech walks out at some point. So I don't, I don't, like I said, I haven't done my reading, but it also is, uh, Joe, guess what? This one's coming out on Steam. Oh. Steam Deck, Steam. Steam That's all deck. I'm hoping. Yeah, but yeah. Well, we'll, we'll have to see. It's awesome. drum. It's the first time I've seen it. It does look, uh, like I said, I, I dig that sable art style that it's roll seven in private division roll seven is yeah. also yeah. uh a leading contender for one of my faves of the year this year with um uh, ollie ollie yeah yeah uh and then uh eternites eternites which uh was dubbed what if action games and dating sims united <laughs> have you been have you been uh writing letters about this joseph give me an action game and a dating sim united Oh man, you know what? I will just say if I don't have anything nice to say, I you know don't say anything at all because this is yeah. not for me know. either. Not not a game that I, I was super excited about. But I don't know, Christian, you have anything you, more to say about that? I, I thought it looked beautiful. I loved the anime three D, you know, like come to life, realized. And before they introduced the dating sim part of it, I was like, ooh, watch out, uh, Bayonetta three. Like it had that style of action mm. game kind of vibe to it that I was really intrigued by if the story's good or self-aware campy i think i could be really into it i think there's something endearing about press r to hold hands like to me that seems cute versus press x to mourn um i liked it's kind of the same thing if you've had my dating life oh no (laughs) you press r and then immediately press x afterwards Yeah. Uh, yeah I, uh, Hold hands. Oh, can't mourn. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I also think that um, I really liked Catherine when mm. it came out. I, I don't know how well tonally that holds up now. Um, yeah, we t- way back when, like oh, PS, I remember. PS- I remember that game. I did not care for yeah. it. I love the puzzle element of it, and then I thought like part where you're sitting in the cafe was a little much. But I thought the puzzles were really fun and int- it was like Cubert almost. Yeah. Um, I'm curious how this blends the genres, but I thought the combat looked interesting. All right. 
Uh, I think the most interesting, well, maybe maybe Final Fantasy is the most interesting, but it, it, it's a it's definitely a toss up for most interesting game of this state of play with the next game that came up, which is Street Fighter VI. Street Fighter VI, of course, we saw a logo for that logo evidently roundly hated and jettisoned <laughs> immediately by Capcom. New logo. Uh, I don't know if it's that much better, but it's certainly different. doesn't look quite as generic. And uh, we got a lot of gameplay footage of it. Uh, we see how the characters are going to look, that sort of inky that has been char- uh, a characteristic of Street Fighter in the last couple of iterations is back, but now it's colorful, colorful inky splashes, uh, which is cool. Uh, and there's going to be uh, new modes, including what appears to be a big old open world hub. Hubba, hubba, hubba. What do you think, Joe? Street Fighter Six. So I, I, I have to put this with an asterisk. I am not a big fighter person. Okay. Um, I can barely jump. I couldn't get past the the tutorial in like Injustice Two. Like that's how you're a lover, not I a am. fighter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I love how they're like, hey, for people that can't jump in fighters, there's like a a a, a modern mode where it's like for special combos, you just press a button. I'm like, I welcome this. <laughs> I welcome this fully into my life. This is great. Um, the open world stuff is weird because to me, it's like. It's like Splatoon in the sense of like you're walking around this weird, like little portion of a city, and you're just instead of like buying things, you're asking people if they want to wrestle. It's like it's very <laughs> odd. It's very strange. Uh, and like yeah. so, like the people that you're challenging aren't textured all too well. So like that portion <laughs> gives me a little cringe. Hey, hey, what's up? You you want to you want to fight? You want a street fight? Exactly. What? That's what no. I do. <laughs> exactly. Like, get away from me. I'm with my family. Do you want to wrestle? <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure when you came out wearing a box with two eyes cut out for holes that you wanted to street fight today. <laughs> yeah. I, you wouldn't have been wearing that. Look at the way you're dressed. You have you seen sure how thick I am? Uh, <laughs> Ray is a very thick boy. Very thick. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, the combat itself looked really good and that's from from what i've seen from folks that are into fighters and, and into street fighter like they're really impressed with the combat um and how thick uh our boy is so to me this is this is a game where i'm just like hey you know what i'm happy for you guys this is this looks good and you if you guys are happy with it hell yes Ryu like got on the internet and and found that uh that diet that they they did for Wolverine, you know, he's like you just you wake up at <laughs> six o'clock in the morning, you eat two two breasts of chicken, and then yeah. you you wait an hour and a half, and then you eat two more breasts of chicken, and then you do all the workout. This is, he's put. I'm saying he put on a lot of muscles. Yeah, and just muscles. drink whey protein. That's it. <laughs> just <laughs> whey protein. Uh, Christian, what do you think of uh, Street Fighter Six? I think you and I. Both have a a very deep fondness for this franchise. Uh, it is, I mean, Street Fighter Two is a seminal game in my development as a person, as a human. Uh, what do you think of Street Fighter Six? What they showed? Yeah, I, I think it looked faster than I was expecting it to look. Um, four and five, you know, I again have not gone hands on with this game yet, but it doesn't. Four and five felt 
slower than where like some of the alphas were and three, whatever the last version of three um, that I was playing. And this seemed like it was playing at like turbo or turbo two speed, which I think is interesting for these inky fighters. I think this looks like the fastest one of those that I've seen. And maybe they've updated. I haven't followed five since it's, you know, that first two month window or whatever, when I, when I played it the most. Um, so maybe it's faster now, or maybe I'm misremembering. Um, but I think it looks good. I am super curious about this open world thing. There was a moment where I was watching this and I was like, Oh, this is street fighter six. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh no, it's a new, it's a new final fight. We're going to get it. And I got so excited because <laughs> I was hyping myself up to be a final fight. And then it wasn't, but then I was like, but is it kind of, and then it, it wasn't, Yeah. but I love, you know, I talked about it for multiverses and um, I've talked about it on that. I think it was on that bonus content we released with Danish. I, I love what NetherRealm has done with their fighters, where I think it is still a fun, competitive fighter, but also there is meaty single player stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And if Capcom is doing that, a you know, a take on that in Street Fighter Six, I'm all for it. My skeptic or I guess reserved hat on would be is this Capcom doing the NBA 2K22? Hey, walk around the street and everywhere you go, microtransaction. And you can talk to microtransaction. And you can go over here to the barber where you're microtransaction. Yeah. And like and Jake yeah, from in- State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You get to fight him and then you get an incredibly good rate on your home insurance or whatever. Flow has entered. <laughs> yeah. So that I, I don't know what it is. It was such a weird inclusion, and they gave it a, a name, I think. But yeah. like there is no detail about it. it yeah, I'm, the, I'm super curious. The bad way to do this is that it's just a tedious menu. And it's like, oh, it's an mm. it's a hub where in order to select a mode, you walk over here and you talk to that. I don't want a menu that I have to interact with in the game world. Like that's yeah. not what I want. Yeah, Chilies, get rid of the touchscreen. Just give me a regular yeah. menu again. Just let me just give me a menu, but. <laughs> <laughs> I have long wanted, I mean, since the 90s, since I played Street Fighter 2, I fantasized about the game that is an action-adventure game where every fight is a Street Fighter fight, right? That you go, mm. you, you're playing a game, and then when you get into a fight, it's Street Fighter. Like, that's, it's just, I don't understand why nobody's done that really yet. Um, I guess there's games that kind of do it a little bit, but... Like hand of fate, kind of a little bit like that, but or even um, uh, Trek to Yomi, you know, is mm-hmm. is is a little bit like you're in an adventure game, and then there's a fight. And it's like two D fight world, you know. But I don't think that's what this is in Street Fighter Six. But I like you, am very curious as to how it's going to work. I hope it is more integrated than just hey, wander around and talk to the person that lets you put on other outfits, and then talk to the other person that lets you join a uh tournament and then talk you know because it's like just give me a menu just let me select that stuff i don't need to walk around and talk to the person who does that that's not additive i feel like in that nba 2k22 kind of mode oftentimes in other games as well it's splatoon also that area is for a creative player creative fighter mode and area and this didn't advertise any of that right i think that'd be fascinating if you were suddenly making your own fighter and leveling them up and then taking them against you know chun li and whomever but they didn't they didn't show any of that so i have more questions than answers at this point but i will say i'll get ahead of i haven't read any of it um i really like chun li's redesign 
I oh, think me it's too. Me too. And interesting. Ryu yes. looks safe. They just thicked him up more and kept sexy, shirtless Ryu. Uh, Chun Li, I feel like, is a really interesting character evolution for her, and I, I'm. I think it's cool they took that chance. Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of all of the art style. It, it, it is so exaggerated and so cartoonish and weird. Honestly, weird looking. But Chun Li is not that. I, I think Chun Li looks awesome. Um, how do, how does she differ? Because I, I like I think face face wise, she looks she looks different. But like mm-hmm. for, from a novice like me, I I, I can't tell. Is, is she is she actually like realistically proportioned? Is well, no, nobody's realistically. Thighs. Yeah, she, <laughs> nobody in that universe is realistically proportioned. But I think Christian nailed it when she looks older and like okay. she looks mature. And um, uh, there's there's a there's a, a, a kind of a, a different tone to her. You know, she it feels less like that. <laughs> you know, that like little girl thing, and more mm. of this like uh, grizzled, wise, uh, seasoned fighter. Okay. And you kind of cool. see that in the fight too, the where she like flips yeah. over and like it's like the baton has been passed. She's no yeah. longer the young. She never was a schoolgirl, but kind of had that persona yeah. for a long time. And Capcom has other characters that do that now, and it does seem like Chun Li has aged up the way Ken and Ryu have before, and I think that's cool. Awesome. Before we go on, I do owe an ad, uh, and I'm one I'm happy to talk about because Squarespace has been supporting this show since we started over eight years ago, and I have been using it even longer than that. I'm a huge fan of Squarespace. JeffCanada.com, built on Squarespace, housed on Squarespace, exists because of Squarespace. And now Squarespace has become an all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out. Because with Squarespace, you'll be able to build a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and then sell anything, your products, the content you create, and even your time. Because Squarespace now has an entire suite of features built around creators, member areas. Squarespace makes it easy for creators to monetize their content and expertise in a way that fits their brand. You can unlock new revenue streams with the member areas for your business, free up time in your own schedule by selling access to gated content like videos, online courses, and newsletters. And the videos that you make, you can even create right there in the Squarespace site with a uh, video studio. The Squarespace Video Studio app lets you create and share engaging videos that tell your story, grow your audience, and drive sales. This is pro-level stuff. Plus, if you're selling anything, you can sell products with an online store, whether it's physical or digital, it's easy. Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. They have analytics uh, that help you grow your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and then analyze which channels are most effective. You can improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. It's all there. It's awesome. Check it out. Go to squarespace.com slash Jeff sent me. You'll get a free trial. You can use all the tools for free. Not even going to automatically charge you after a certain period of time. Anything like that is just completely free to build your site. And then when you're ready to launch, use our offer code, which is Jeff sent me, J-E-F-F-S-E-N-T-M-E, all one word. You'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Even if you're not ready to build your website, If you want to buy a domain and lock that down, decide how you're going to brand your stuff, 
With a domain, I highly recommend going to squarespace.com slash Jeff sent me just to purchase the domain because they have an awesome front end that lets you find the right domain. They have over 200 extensions to choose from. They suggest options that you might not have thought of. It's great. I've used it myself. I really love it. Squarespace.com slash Jeff sent me and the promo code Jeff sent me for 10% off. All right, just a, a few more games here that were uh, at the latter half, latter section of the uh, the state of play. Tunic, we, a known quantity coming to PlayStation. That's good news. Uh, and then Season, a letter to the future. I say it all the time when we talk about these kinds of presentations from platform holders. Any game that looks and feels differently really stands out to me. I love games like this showing up sandwiched between a bunch of you know high action uh typical video games here is this game season a letter to the future that looks like it is trying to do something completely different looks like there's photography involved storytelling gorgeous gorgeous visuals um joe what did you what did you think of season a letter to the future Honestly, what what sold me was my co-host Kyle. Um, he actually got to play this at PAX, I believe, before the dark time, and oh, he's wow. just like, "This is one of the most beautiful emotional games that he's gotten his hands on because it's it is about you are this kind of otherworldly almost being, and the world is about to end, and what you're doing is you're traveling throughout this world, and you're just a record keeper." And you get to, when you go into an area, record one thing specifically. It could be the sound. It could be the smell. It could be the people, the visuals. Wow. And you're just record keeping for something that is bound to happen. But it's, it's almost like a kind of like, um, a thing about life, really. It's like you're, 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 you're keeping these memories that you're holding on, knowing that there's something there, there's a, there's an end, but still, doing it um is it, it, it he 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 said it way more poetic than i and he 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 absolutely sold me so seeing this game in action seeing how beautiful it is seeing how kind of zen it is and, and the broader message that it's trying to to tell i'm i'm very much in on this game i'm 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 excited to see when this actually launches because i think it's like an autumn date so i, I yeah I'm, I'm intrigued Gorgeous, gorgeous notion, uh, the idea of what do we keep for the future? What do, what do we hold on to? Um, yeah. and, and just looks like an exquisitely um, expressed game. It just, it just looks so lovely. But um, Christian, what was your take on it? Well, I mean, if people listen to paid DLC, they already know what we think of what you keep uh, for the future. Uh, <laughs> little tease, whatever you can fit in the attic um, is what you <laughs> shove it, shove it, shove it, close it. Um, it, it truly looked phenomenal. I, I mean, the question for me, it will be, uh, do I feel like crying when this game comes out or do I feel like crying a little later and I play it then? Like it, it, it looks like it's going to, um, push all the right buttons for all the right reasons. And, and like you, Jeff, I agree that, you know, this jumped out immediately because it had such a different vibe to it than a lot of the other things where even Stray, which I think looked phenomenal and I'm super interested in it, it still kind of looked like a triple a you know cityscape kind of yeah. world um yeah and season looks like 
you know, nothing else during this presentation. Um, yeah. And everything about it seems to have an aesthetic that is very intentional. And Artful. I find that, yeah, yeah, I find that fascinating. And I like the mix of old and new where it's like, it looks like it's a Polaroid and like maybe mm-hmm. playing LPs, but mm-hmm. it's also not in, you know, 1930s, uh, actual place. Um, yeah, very, very intrigued by this game. Which Agreed. The rest, a lot of the other games I feel like we saw and we were like, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, that's called Season, A Letter to the Future. And I think it has definitely ramped up my my list of games to keep an eye out for. Um, but then the the big one, the, uh, the one more thing, although they didn't frame it that way, uh, the big showstopper closing game, the one many people, if you talk about third-party games on PlayStation... They go, where's this one? Well, here it was, Final Fantasy 16, the big next numbered game. We even got a release date. Mm-hmm. Eh. Release, release window. An eh. idea. You know, <laughs> release. I, the, best, the best tweet, I retweeted uh, Patrick Klepek, friend of the show Patrick Klepek, said that uh, saying uh, summer 2023, uh, is is felt like the, them saying this is the date that would have happened if we had said it was going to come out in November 2022 anyway. <laughs> so might as well just say this, which is I thought yeah. that was pretty clever. Um, I am not a huge Final Fantasy guy. Joe, are you? No, I am such a newbie to this. It, it, Resident Evil and Final Fantasy are series that I'm so new to. So the first Final Fantasy y'all I've ever beat was Final Fantasy VII remake oh wow that's how new i am to the series so i i'm kind of like I, i'm kind of like a little kid going up to my older brother when when, when i'm asking kyle I'm like so like what are the big giants like what do they do <laughs> <laughs> like what are they about <laughs> um and and what i do dig is i'm a big high fantasy type of person mm-hmm. so you know you give me like lord of the rings i'm eating that up you know warcraft stuff like that um is something that i'm always into so seeing that this final fantasy is stepping into that vein and it's not a mmo like 14 is um has me really intrigued the game looks incredible uh you know uh, graphically and artistically it just it looks great, and the combat itself feels a bit more like Final Fantasy VII Remake, but a bit more action-centric. Like, I don't see a lot of pausing for things. Yeah. Um, and that has me a bit excited as well. So I'm I'm digging it as someone that is absolutely new and fresh and has no idea like i like i like i was telling talking to kyle I was like so like are the big guys like are are they the ones that like connect final fantasies together like that's how new <laughs> i am to this it's just uh, i'm i'm really digging what they're presenting like these big epic battles and the one thing that i really love is when you're fighting with these big i, I, I can't pronounce their names so i'll just call them titans um you see their health bars which yeah. to me goes oh this is not a this is not a cinematic. This is right. this is actual game. Uh and that's the thing that I think impresses me the most. Um so I'm I'm excited, I'm optimistic, but I also know this is square and this is Final Fantasy and it's going to get delayed. <laughs> so I'm not like <laughs> I'm not like getting attached cuz I know I'll get hurt. 
It's interesting. It, it does feel like this game could have been announced for this year and then delayed to summer. So maybe, you know, maybe like Klepik said, maybe that's maybe that's really what we're seeing here is a more realistic notion of when it'll come out. Uh, and then maybe it'll push to fall. But uh, Christian, what did you uh, make of Final Fantasy 16's reveal? This is a banger of a trailer. You know, um, on last week's show, Jeff, you, Adam, and Lana talked about... Um, the uh, oh gosh which trailer was it um and it was like this is the this is the rhythm we get the announcement we get the title right, we get right. the pre-rendered oh, it was, was uh, it star wars star wars, oh, star wars, oh, star wars. Right. jedi yeah. survivor yeah. yeah and it's like this didn't feel that way you know this game has been much talked about and clamored for and poor reporting it's playable start to finish you know in, in some form or fashion right now so further along in development than i think respawn's next star wars game is or that jedi survivor game but this trailer is uh, i mean incredible in my opinion it, it it does everything right it shows awesome looking final fantasy i think uh joe you're right kind of leaning into that seven remake style of, of combat perhaps um and then that looks cool and exciting and then it's like well check out this uh huge uh two armies battling well yeah that sounds that's an incredible cinematic and then it's like but what if there's like dragons and titans fighting above it well that'd be incredible cinematic yeah but you're playing as one of them i'm doing what you are but also look look at this character down here what's that character doing battling another one of those things up there but that's just a cinematic too no that's your character that was my character yeah oh but there's only a couple of titans in it right well no there's a phoenix there's odin and it's just like it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger in a way that I think Final Fantasy can, you know, without it being like jumping the shark. Any So many other franchises, you'd just be like, yeah, okay. Uh, okay, what are you going to do next? Put Odin in? And then it'd be like an Odin, and we'd all be laughing. And Final Fantasy does it, and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, keep it going. Keep it going. And like, you know, the devil shows up and everything. It looked absolutely phenomenal and stunning. The, my only question for this game is I don't think they showed anything of what the bulk of the gameplay will be. <laughs> you know, like even right. in Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, which is a very, and 15 was as well, a very action-y based combat, most of the hours in that game aren't that. And so I'm curious, you know, who my protagonist is, uh, you know, what that feels like, what the the meat of the this mo- game is. like the moment to moment gameplay yeah like, yes yeah. exactly but as a kind of reveal trailer of like here we go i think this knocked it out of the park and i think the summer release date you know my tweak to klepik's thought uh would be summer 2023 is far enough out that it doesn't exist yet anyway so who cares <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like yeah. then uh i agree with you guys i i mean i i, I fear my uh my old love of turn-based uh, Final Fantasy games is well and truly dead. I, don't, I just don't think that they're ever going to make a, a turn-based game again, um, which is a bummer to me. But uh, but it certainly does look action-packed and cool. And you're right. like It's awesome to see so much. It feels like people are going to be picking apart this trailer for months and months. Mm-hmm. And there's so much there to pick apart, right? Like, what does this mean? There's little bits of, of, of clear gameplay and you know, numbers popping up on the screen in battles and stuff like that. And what does it mean when there's just two big characters and giant health bars at the top, like a fighting game, you know, I think it's going to be a a fun uh, ride for folks to really pick apart frame by frame, all the things in the trailer. And uh, this, you know, it it feels like it had the, the weight of, 
of this franchise. It, it, it had the gravitas that you expect from this yeah. seminal franchise. Something for me as a newcomer, and I think maybe is the reason why I've, I, I never was into Final Fantasy uh, growing up was I, I feel like this is a bit more pure. Like this is mm-hmm. again, like just, this is fantasy. This is what it is at, at, at its heart where I feel like, you know, 15 was like, and we're a boy band and we're driving this Cadillac, but it broke down. Oh, I'm sure um, there's going to be weird stuff we haven't seen yet. There's every Final perhaps. Fantasy has some weird, goofy stuff. I'm, yeah. I, I can't believe that they'll make one that doesn't. Yeah. And like, like, with, like with uh, 10, right? Where it's like, we're a girl band or whatever. And, and me as a kid, I'm like, that's eh, stupid. So like, to, <laughs> yeah. to me, this is like yeah. getting back to like just the Lord of the Rings through armies clashing. I'm like, Get me there, and I think that's what's what's gotten me through the door with with uh, with Final Fantasy, especially awesome. this one. Because again, like usually not my jam, but this it it's yeah, it's giving me like Lord of the Rings vibes a little bit with, with its style. So I'm I'm there. Well, I thought it was a pretty great way to end the the state of play, and I thought overall yeah. the state of play for being just a half an hour was pretty jam packed with with awesome, especially because there's not really any first party stuff. So for for Sony to put something together like this without any of their, their real first party, you know, heavy hitters to create something that is that it feels like we had this much to talk about and is this exciting. And they still have, you know, inevitably another state of play coming down the, the line at some point where it's going to be God of War Ragnarok and whatever else the first party is working on all those things. Uh, I, I just thought it was it was pretty entertaining and pretty fun and and. Um, not much to complain about other than, you know, a lot of known quantities uh, and, and you know, some, uh, you know, big deals being made about some stuff that it's like, okay, well, Tunic is, you know, we know about Tunic. We know about some of these uh, PC releases or just remakes or remasters. But overall, for 30 minutes, I thought it was it was a pretty darn good showing. Yeah, yeah. this is this is the blueprint that they need. Yeah, um, because state of plays are all over the place. And I think this is. This is this this is the thing that you you go back to your boss and go, okay, this thing worked. We need to do more 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 of these. When yeah. they feel like they have something to say, rather than they feel obligated to have to do something, um, it it really shows. I think this was a really really great performance. I would say stellar, if only that most of those games shown um, are twenty twenty three. Mm-hmm. they are very much out and yeah. we didn't see much of what is coming in the here and now and weeks to come um yeah. so to That's me true. it's a it's a solid a it'd be an a plus if you know i saw something that was um i hate to say more substantial but you know one of those bigger like let's just say gotham knights was there bam that, right. that'd be that'd be fantastic but you're right i think you know, um to quote an awful person the best is yet to come <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there's a few a few of those games that we, we saw uh, with um you know release dates that are pretty soon but yeah most of the stuff a little farther out yeah. um not not the uh the only news this week though before we uh move on to what we've been playing i want to mention uh, another big news story or at least a big thing that i want to get your guys's uh reaction to and that is we got uh the first real gameplay footage for Sonic Frontiers, which is the new big AAA Sonic game from Sega that is going to be open world. And uh, a lot of folks are getting Breath of the Wild vibes. I think it's 
kind of hard not to with how the game uh, looks in this in this initial footage. Very polarizing, I think, across the web. I'm curious, Joe, what do you think of the uh, few minutes of gameplay, the very few minutes of gameplay that they have shown for Sonic Frontiers? I'm, I hope that people are listening to the show. They're like, oh, man, this this Joe guy, he seems like a good egg. He seems like he has his head on his shoulders. <laughs> good egg man? And, oh, I like it. <laughs> and uh, this is where I lose y'all. This is where I turn heel and I just become the worst. <laughs> this, guys, this doesn't look good. <laughs> this does not. This does. You're right. I, it looks like. It looks like someone went, hey. We just played this Breath of the Wild game. It's pretty, it's pretty astounding, isn't it? And the developers of Sonic are like, yeah, Sonic team's like, yeah, this looks really, it's really fun. Yeah, we need one of those. Okay. <laughs> so like a reimagining, a rework of the, of the way we, we, you know, work Sonic. That's excellent. They're like, no, 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 no. Just like put a, oh, Breath of the Wild. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh no. Cause to me, it's, it's, it's an amusement park feel, but, Everything to get to the ride is completely empty. Mm. And the ride itself doesn't feel like where Sonic's all about that speed. And I feel like we got bursts of speed, but we didn't see Sonic go, you know, stick to the, you know, one to 100 in, in a nanosecond type of feel where, you know, to me, when I was a kid playing Sonic, it was about getting to the end of the level with the most rings with the least amount of time Mm. here. It's just kind of like, do these weird little puzzles be fast sometimes. And then here's this like weird open world that looks a little bit too out of place for what the character Sonic looks like. So to me, I, I, I'm happy for you, Sonic fans, but I'm, I feel like we're in the bad place in this one. Well, it's interesting how you're right. The, the, the footage is devoid of enemies, which makes it feel big and empty and hollow. But I wonder if it's just they haven't put the enemies in yet. Like, is that how the game is actually going to be? Or are they trying to give giving us a sense of the world, but the world will be populated with more bad guys? I, I don't know. I don't know. The idea of Breath of the Wild plus speed feels like a cool idea like hey what if breath of the wild but you could go mach 4 you know if you could go sonic the hedgehog <laughs> speed at it and yeah. i think that's an awesome idea and, and it's you go okay well if that's our design philosophy we can't put everything close to each other because if you're going super fast you're just going to run by everything you'll never go fast if everything's close so you got to spread stuff out so you can go fast i get that but also, it it doesn't feel great when it just feels like a big, empty, devoid world. It's like, oh, did Sonic survive the apocalypse? And now we got a post-apocalyptic Sonic game? This right. is, did Sonic stumble into um, Eco somehow? <laughs> you know, like it feels like Sonic meets Eco in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, Christian, I know you are even a bigger Sonic fan than I. What was your feeling of looking at this footage? Mm. <laughs> not great huh uh, i mean i think I, i'm it's it's head scratching to me it is head scratching like I, it's an ign first you know yeah. they're doing a month of coverage for the game and they release seven minutes of gameplay <clears throat> or they publish seven minutes of gameplay i don't think it's an IGN. i don't i would assume it's not an ign staff or playing i'm assuming they got this package from sega and they're just the publisher of it the outlet for it um 
it is a curious first seven minutes of gameplay to release. The first two minutes, if you're watching the video version, I have it in a little window playing if you uh, you know want to ha- hang out over on the Patreon and watch it or pull it up at your leisure when you're, oops, not driving as I pause it as I say I'm showing it. Um, the first two minutes is a lot of Sonic the Walk Hog, like <laughs> s- slow walk I mean, hog. Like, in, in his defense, he never hedges either, Christian. So, uh, Well, Maybe Sega should have hedged their bets and just released Sonic Mania 2. <laughs> oh, there's too many all. dad jokes at once. <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> uh, Joe, don't make me turn this car around, because I will. Um, Sorry, Papa. <laughs> it is a curious, curious, curious trailer. Like it starts, you kind of explore this tower, but again, so much walking. And then there's a moment where Sonic is kind of running up a, a, a wall that you would expect, oh, Sonic could run up a wall. But then he, Sonic stops running up the wall and starts slowly climbing it for some there's there's pop in it looks like there's frame rate issues it like you mentioned there are no enemies there are these question marks that in this trailer they don't seem to engage with at all um i don't i don't know it's weird i don't know it it is not putting their best foot forward i'm still hopeful for that i I am one of the very few people you will find that has a very um, soft spot in my heart for Sonic Adventures on the Dreamcast. I love, I love Sonic Adventure. Uh, I love the three. No, you don't. I do. I, no, I don't. loved that game. You when I was, loved it. You loved it. Well, you don't love. I haven't it. played it in a long time, but I did love it. <laughs> I did love it, and I want a big open world Sonic game to work. Like I said, <clears throat> Breath of the Wild plus speed sounds fun to me. Uh, this trailer. But what is that? Sorry. What is like? I think conceptually, like when you hear those words, like maybe. But I think Breath of the Wild is physics-based experimentation, slow, puzzling, yeah. tinkering, playing, and that plus speed. I don't I know think if it dis- does sound fun. Disco- <laughs> discovery uh, plus going fast between those pla- like having the traversal from place to place. Like the traversal from place to place in Breath of the Wild is not joyous you know i mean you get on a, a horse and you know, you're galloping that's kind of fun and climbing stuff is fun and challenging in breath of the wild but you're always meeting something yes like there's always like you're you're you know you're on a pona for a second and then oh a couple of goblins i need to i need to tackle or a shrine's up there like yeah. you always have there's something or like you got you have your sword out <laughs> and there's a lightning strike and it strikes you dead and you're like oh, God. yeah um but like with this, it's just you're right. It's it's just empty, and I feel like Sonic's just had a problem with being translated into a 3D plane. 100. percent Yeah, and I think by adding the open world does not help that difficulty. I think it amplifies it. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, as someone who said I'm a fan of Sonic Adventure, I I, I agree with that. Uh, I do think the traversal could be fun. I think that being able to go fast and bop yourself off of things and ride rails and do all that cool Sonic-y stuff can work in an open world. I just hope, I hope they take this criticism that the internet seems to be giving them and, and, and think about it hard. And maybe they're just like, Hey, we just wanted to show you how you get around in this world. This isn't the game. Like the game is going to have bad guys <laughs> and stuff in it. I hope that that's, that's the notion because I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me that there's just no enemies. Like that doesn't make any yeah. sense, right? Yeah, no, no, no. I yeah, v- uh, 
I, I would love a Sonic Mania too. This game is a head scratcher for me right now. A big, yeah. big old head scratcher. All right. Well, we're already going super long. Uh, I know we took uh, all the time on uh, the the state of play, which I wanted to do, but I want to talk about a few of the games that we have been playing. So let's get to the playlist. Joe, you have revisited a number of games. Uh, what what stands out to you? I'm going to choose Uncharted Three. Um, I I've been in a gaming funk recently where hmm. I've it's it's kind of like life after Elden Ring. Where do you go? <laughs> I don't know where. It's it's the levels don't feel great. Like I played Cyberpunk, and I'm like, let me try to get into this, and I just I couldn't. Uh, and I'm like, let me just try something that is totally different and i miss uncharted i want to get back to it but i want to play for i played lost legacy let's revisit the the collection and so to me i feel like uncharted 3 is kind of like an underrated gem of the uncharted's Um, i feel like it, it it gets overlooked between two and four a lot and i feel like there's some there really is some charm to this game um I, I feel like this is this is Naughty Dog figuring out where how can I say this where their action goes you know and, and how a- action meets their story um, it's just so darn good and I love the the kind of exploration between Nate and Sully's relationship of where it starts. Um, I just, I, I love this game so, so, so dang much. And my fault with this game is I played it on, on PS3 on my old account. And, um, when I, when I upgraded to the PlayStation 4, I didn't use my old account for some dumb reason. So I need to start collecting all the trophies all over again. <laughs> and just you do. I didn't to... want to tell you, but you do. I mean, yeah, I, I felt that as like, oh, if Joe doesn't get these again, like, yeah, I, I, I'll know, be I mean, judged. I will be judged. People will be like, are you a real gamer? <laughs> no. Um, but like, it, it's, it still holds up so extremely well. Um, and oddly enough, I, the first time I didn't like playing as the, the young Drake stuff. Now I feel like, no, I, I'm actually. I'm actually kind of digging like the helpless state of, mm-hmm. of young Nate. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. That's what I've been digging. Mostly for me though, I'm going to be honest. I've been watching a lot of that stranger things at Kenobi. Uh, <laughs> You're just watching TV instead of playing video games. Oh my God. I mean, when you got Kenobi, and you watch it three times in a day. You're like, what's one more time going to hurt? <laughs> Something so I love it. So pure. I love that you're loving that. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, see, that's why I stayed away from Elden Ring, because I didn't want to be ruined for every other game. It, <laughs> dude, it really does. It, it, cause, <laughs> you're, like, you're playing like Cyberpunk, and I'm like, these are the guys that made Witcher? And they're, like, there's clear pathing of these guys. And like when they get into cars, like it does this weird judder and like slowly leaves. I'm like, so disappointing. Yeah. Exactly. So to me, that's been the, the issues. Again, life after Elden Ring. It's it's tough. But Uncharted will break that that you know, that dry spell. Yeah. Good game to revisit. Yeah. Uh Christian, what about you? What's on your playlist? 
Real quick, uh, Streets of Rage 4 is out on iOS, and it's incredible. If you haven't played Streets of Rage 4, it's an incredible way to play it. I think it's 7 bucks or something like that on iOS. If you have a Backbone or a Kishi, uh, it works great. I, I don't recommend it with touch controls because I'm old. If you're young and good with touch controls, I'm sure it works great that way. It's a fantastic game. It's a fantastic, and maybe I don't think it's on Game Pass anymore, so perhaps one of the cheapest ways to play Streets of Rage 4 runs great on my iphone and then the only other thing that i will say while we're here is that uh lana and i have played Fortnite. everybody one yes you did it you did she it. had invited me before but it was like in her. my opinion you snubbed kind of, her it hard like it was like if you ever want to play and i was like that sounds great and but i never was like let's play this date we have played my, uh, i saw she, the, a screenshot of the text ex- exchange and you just didn't respond to the hey let's play <laughs> it wasn't hey no, yeah that's great it was just snub full that snub. was a twitter dm exchange and what uh she graciously did is she cropped out the part where i completely changed subjects and we talked about stuff that is a twitter you, dm conversation you about to talk about yeah you know like how awesome my dodgers hat is you know That's like how snubs no, work. Um, yeah you just described then, the snub so we played <laughs> we played and uh she was being modest on the show uh dear listeners last week she's like you know i've, I've been playing some Fortnite. Uh, very high level. She has she has played a whole bunch. She's like, oh, you're doing a lot of the questions. She's like, no, we just kind of play. And I was like, your level what? Um, <laughs> it was lots of fun. Jeff, not you, other Jeff. Uh, Lana and I played some Fortnites, and we plan on keep playing some Fortnites. Good times were had. Great oldies. But yeah, if you just say that you and Lana and Jeff played, it it seems like I'm not such a loser. <laughs> Jeff, you are not a loser. You are you not a say, loser. You, you say. I played with Lana and Jeff, and then we just let the audience uh, feel how they may. You know, the, oh, I know oh, I Jeff's hip. I, he gets it. Yeah, no, oh, Jeff was there. Oh, it's weird that he's staying silent about this conversation, but he was there. <laughs> not, you know, not minding the fact that Lana's fiance's name is Jeff. Yeah, Jeff Kanata was not. <laughs> not, no, not I'm sorry. Present. Was that unclear? Not no, present. he was not. Yeah. Not there, not, not cool. invited, not did cool. not play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all that is accurate. Yeah. All that is accurate. <laughs> um, <laughs> those, those are the main. Those are the main things. That's all we got to talk about. Right. I want to talk about a brand new release uh, that I have played on three platforms. Well, two or No, uh, Diablo <laughs> Immortal was just released by Blizzard. The much anticipated, long incoming. Diablo mobile game uh, that I think the the last BlizzCon that may ever be it <laughs> was a big part of and uh, this you know this is a full on Diablo game a brand new Diablo game built for mobile but also released on PC so I have played it three ways I have played it on my iPhone using a backbone I have played it on PC using both mouse and keyboard and a gamepad and i have played it on my ipad air using touchscreen controls i will tell you as a huge diablo fan uh this is a big full diablo game with lots of classes right to play at the start all the classes feel good all the classes you know all all of the stuff you want from a diablo game is there Mm. but I'm not into this guy. It did not give me a great first really? impression. I shockingly, shocking to me and to uh, shocked that my preferred way to play this is on the iPad using the touch controls. 
That I would never have predicted. I hate virtual sticks. I hate touch controls, but it just, it, it, this, it does feel like a mobile game. The PC version, I was very frustrated by uh, when I booted it up. Um, it is a mobile game ported to PC. I knew that going in, but it does not have PC level uh, uh, options. You don't get to m- mess with your resolution or do anything. Um, and it doesn't look great. I don't think. I thought it looked blurry and kind of not great. Some of my friends disagreed with me, but that's how I feel. Uh, and um, it didn't play nice with my gamepad. Uh, even though it's built for gamepad controls, it, it supports gamepad controls. It didn't play nice with mine for some reason. It just didn't recognize my gamepad, which is a Xbox 360 plug into USB uh, gamepad. I couldn't get it to work. I had all kinds of weird graphical errors. My friend was saying, oh, you got to play in windowed mode and then you have to stop and start again. I was like, I don't want to do any of this. This is all garbage. It's like making me jump through hoops to get it to work on PC when it doesn't even look that great on PC. So I played it uh, I played it on uh, my phone with the backbone. The backbone works really, really well. Feels really, really well. But on the phone, and I don't have a small phone. I have the 13 Pro, not the Max, the Pro. But it's still a pretty big phone. All the text is really tiny. I, you know, it, it's just not great. It's not great. I didn't think it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, on the iPad Air, finally, I had this sort of a screen size that felt good. Uh, the game is made for mobile, so all of the touch screen screen controls really, uh, you know, are laid out smartly. Um, but. I, I, a, I don't want to play it on my phone because it just eats battery life like nobody's business. I mean, it's a big old AAA game. I don't, I'm not going to... Why would you think the devil would be good to your battery, Jeff? Like, the devil don't care about uh, you. know, you, Unless you have a deal with the devil to have better battery. I said, not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> and guess what? It was today. Uh, but... but uh, so yeah, I'm not going to play it on my phone. I, I, again, context is everything because I'm me and I'm uh, I, I'm old and I don't you know I'm not the guy who's going to be like yeah yeah I get to play Diablo on my phone. That's not what I'm looking for, right? I'm looking Carry for a power a, brick with you to make sure that you're always able to play your mobile. Yeah, whatever. Not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm not I'm not the guy who's going to be playing. Like I do think there are people who play these games, you know, on the couch. Like I would be playing a switch or, or my steam deck or something on their phone. Like that's how they want to play. And they'll plug it in if they need to or whatever. Like it's just not how I'm ever going to engage with a video game on my phone. Like it's just never going to happen. Um, and even if, even with the, with the backbone, which I really like, it's just, I, I, it's not, it's not enough new Diablo to make me jump through all those hoops. And even, you know, playing it on my iPad, maybe I'll play more of it on the airplane this weekend when I fly to Atlanta. I probably will. And maybe I'll come out feeling a, a bit better about it because the classes are are really good. I play, I you know, in the three iterations that I played, I played three different classes. I really like the Demon Hunter as I usually do. I mean, I played Demon Hunter, Wizard, and uh, uh, Monk. And uh, they're all they're all super fun. The The... Um, abilities are super fun. I mean, it's Diablo. Blizzard yeah. knows how to make Diablo games fun. You feel OP all the time. I hear that once you hit level 35, you can start gambling, which is why the game isn't available in certain countries um, on loot boxes, and you can literally gamble. Um, 
So just there's like a whole bunch of stuff I'm just not interested in. But I do think it is an impressive thing that there's this giant, huge uh, Diablo game on mobile. And it does a lot of really smart stuff like it'll t- it'll download itself in stages and it'll ask you like, hey, do you want to download this section? And do you want me to wait till you're on Wi-Fi to download this section? And it'll show you the the different areas that it has downloaded so far. And you go, well, I haven't gotten to those areas. So you don't have to download them yet. So it does a lot of things smartly, I think, to be a mobile game. Yeah. It's just not something, it's it's a solution in search of a problem for me. Like I, I don't need, the the preferred way I would play this game is sitting in front of my PC. Just give me the next Diablo, right? I don't, I, I'm not gonna jump through all the goofy hoops to make this port to PC look nice just to get a more Diablo game. I like, you know, Diablo three is still, still viable and still, still fun. It's like, I'll just play that. I do have a question for you. If you don't mind me asking, please. Since this is a mobile experience, when I play mobile games, it is for tops five minutes, right? Like I'm in a waiting room or something. How do the dungeons feel? Are they quick? Are they, Let's just say you need to pause or you need to. You, you turn don't off get the to phone. pause. There's no pausing. This game doesn't allow you to pause. Uh, you can go to a menu and things will still attack you and kill you. There's no pausing in a mobile oh, game, like that. which baffling to me. But it does uh, constantly give you like your progress. And it also uh, has foot, little footprints that tell you w- which direction to go. So you can, you can sort of um, go directly to the goal and you know how much progress you have to getting your goal at all times, which is pretty good. Um, so it's a much, oh, another thing that blew me away, not a good, in a good way, is, uh, <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> you know, a full on 50% of the things that I do when playing Diablo game is breaking stuff. Mm. Break you break boxes like clicking and vases. To boxes or what? Okay, yeah. Boxes yeah. and vases, and there's maybe loot in there. I'm breaking everything I come into contact with. Guess what's not breakable in Diablo Immortal? Anything? Yes. Boxes and vases. Like, why put the art of the box in the game if I can't break it? I'm conditioned as a Diablo player to break everything. I can't break any boxes. Weird, weird. Could you at least put them in there? Don't put them in the in the art. Then, if they're not breakable, it's a Diablo game. I expect to break stuff and have things fly out of them. Yeah, very weird. Is there at least decade from Diablo? Definitely decade. Stay a while and listen. Um, Love it. He's full on in in the game. Yeah, and the voice acting's great. Presentation's great. Cutscenes are great. Uh, Fights are fun. Uh, I mean, the game plays well. Uh, frame rate's solid. Um, so, I mean, it has a lot of positives. And if you're looking for a a, a big AAA game on mobile, this is that. It, it feels AAA. It feels like Diablo. You're getting loot. You're leveling up. You know, you're doing all those things. And everything looks and feels like Diablo. And it plays great. And you have all the classes right out of the box. I think there's like six of them, right, to choose from. It's again, it's just not what I'm looking for. I'm not I'm not looking for the ability to play this game on mobile, especially when so many other games, you know, there's so many other ways to play things in a mobile fashion, like streaming and Steam Deck. And like just because I can play it on my phone isn't a win to me. There are others that probably will feel that way, but I'm not one of them. 
Well, I think to a lot of folks, playing something on your phone is a win because it's the console you have. Yes. Um, no, that's that absolutely true. Yeah. You play in your room after your parents tell you to go to bed. You know, it's like the thing you uh-huh. always have with you, um, which I think was the original subtitle for this game is you have a phone, don't you? Or something like that, if I remember correctly. Right. you guys have phones? Um, yeah. And as someone who just mentioned Streets of Rage 4 on iOS, and I really like that port uh, with my backbone, I will say that almost every... And I've liked a, I've touted a bunch of Apple Arcade games uh, on this show. The Steam Deck has really spoiled me, and it's uh, for folks who might be interested in this game. I, I would imagine super frustrating the no pause or like the save state ability on the Steam Deck, like bringing that. And I know the 3DS, you could close your 3DS and whatever, but that feels so fundamental to mobile gaming that I find it so frustrating even when I'm playing Streets of Rage 4 or when I was playing it and like it only saves between levels and I'm on my phone stuff comes up exactly to not be able to hot save it I'm gonna have to finish this poop you know what I mean you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) but I'm super frustrating I will say I mean I'm sure there are people screaming at me already saying there's a reason for that Jeff and it's because it's built to play as a multiplayer experience and you're logging onto a specific server, you know, from no. Diablo Immortal, and you, it's about jumping into your friends' games and stuff. So, they're, they're, I mean, it plays like an MMO almost. It plays like, hmm. and that's why there's no pause, but still, you know, let's, if you're giving me a mobile game that I can't pause, you know, come on. It's just anathema to me. I'm very curious, and I'm sure we will see these financials, especially if the Xbox thing goes through, if they have cracked the code of mobile monetization of this franchise i find it fascinating because fortnite nailed it right fortnite nailed it it feels fair to me i have no qualms with fortnite's monetization as someone who spent a decent amount of money on fortnite and who's someone who vowed not to open the game while the robocop skin was available because i would have bought it um i did <laughs> yeah it's such oh god it's a good That's skin so i was like good. do not play fortnite why that skin is in the store <laughs> fortnite nailed it uh cod largely copied it rocket league largely copied it um uh but knockout city is now free to play largely copying this approach and i think it's interesting when to see other genres tackle this free to play model how many do it in a way that feels fair and respected and how many feel like a crappy gotcha mobile game like i think genshin impact i think most folks would say did it well and mm-hmm. other folks will say no i'm broke but i feel like it's an example of it took a breath of the wild like and added free-to-play mechanics to it in a way that didn't feel overly aggressive mm-hmm. and i'm curious if uh what where this falls in that when folks spend well, the answer is loot boxes so it's not great but that sucks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's diablo immortal which is free to play on mobile and pc right now All right, that's going to do it for this episode of DLC. We do have parting gifts coming up, so stick around for those. But Joseph Moran, thank you so much for being here, especially jumping in at the last minute. Our go-to guy for PlayStation stuff. Tell folks where they can keep up with you and all the cool stuff you do online. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you can keep up to me and mourn the fact that Bloodborne has still not Still not gotten its respect <laughs> it deserves <laughs> over at Mr. Badbit over on Twitter. You can find our show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. And you can find the Trophy Room of PlayStation Podcasts wherever you find your podcast service of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Google Play, wherever you find your podcast of choice, you can find us there. And the video version at the Trophy Room Show over on YouTube. And guys, thank you so much for having me. As always, I had a blast talking talking shop with all y'all. Uh, it's great having you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Christian Spicer, what about you? What do you got going on this week? Well, I will say Trophy Room also, if you didn't see, uh, you all have some great merch this month. That's right. That's right. Uh, Pride merch. There's There it is. Pop it into the screen for the video version. And Trevor Project? Yeah. That- all, uh, all the money we make off this goes directly to the Trevor Project in the month of June. So, that's yeah. Awesome. It all goes great. to a good cause. That That's awesome. Um, Twitter is the easiest way to see the goings on at Spicer. And then the video version of this show exists over in the video version of Let's Chat Games. And uh, the video version plus the paid DLC show are all over at patreon.com slash DLC pod. And then I do a video game newsletter where I write long form about video games at tinyletter.com slash Christian Spicer is where you can subscribe to that. Usually one or two a month. I am in pre-production, so to speak, on June's newsletter and putting the pieces together. And I think it will be it will be a fun one when it all is said and done. Very cool. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Canada, which is spelled with two N's and one T. You can always email us here at the show, dlcfeedback at gmail.com. That's where you send any of your comments, your questions. Anything you'd like to hear us talk about or have uh, your reviews, maybe uh, even can be sent dlcfeedback at gmail.com. Uh, you can listen to me talk about movies and TV shows on the Filmcast, which is available wherever you get podcasts. Uh, I do a comedy science show called We Have Concerns, super fun and funny, and a way to learn something along the way. You can find that at wehaveconcerns.com. And I'm uh, broadcasting football games. I'm helping a, a sportscast is fun in the booth in atlanta georgia uh two more weekends we're in the playoffs now playoffs that's right playoffs for fan controlled football which is basically madden in real life uh, fans control everything about the league including calling every play just like you do in madden but with real live elite athletes you can find that at twitch.tv slash fcf super fun uh, like i said two more weekends the playoffs and then the championship weekend uh, should be lots of fun. Crazy weekend last weekend in FCF. All right, let's wrap the show up now with our parting gifts. Hey, give us a suggestion of what to do this week. Give us a parting gift. This is your parting gift. Joe, do you have a suggestion to help people get through their week? Um, yes. Kenobi. And uh, Stranger Things. Keeping <laughs> it up like... that hell, no problem. <laughs> oh, God. So good. How many times should you watch those things, though? That's the question. I mean, a healthy amount, whatever gets you through <laughs> your day, whether that's one or four, who knows? <laughs> awesome. So that's uh, Stranger Things on Netflix and Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. Christian Spicer, what about you? What's your parting gift? Well, I think it's called... Obi more than one. See what he Plus. did. Um, I'll hit you with two as well. The NBA finals are going on right now. I love playoff basketball. This playoff season especially has been fairly phenomenal. Um, blowouts, but then going to game sevens. And it's been absolutely wild. NBA finals and are right now. My Warriors are in the finals, baby. Yeah. Sorry today. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> And then the other one, uh, 
Top Gun Maverick. Oh, I imagine. I think I have it on my RSS feed. I saw that episode drop, so I will get Jeff's full take of it. But I will give it a full-throated recommendation. It was such a treat. My dad, I saw that movie in theaters when I was a wee lad. My dad took me. My dad is a Navy guy. And um, this year I got to take my dad to see Top Gun Maverick, which is wild to think that Tom Hanks was a hot man when I was a little baby and Tom Hanks is a uh, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, Tom, <laughs> Tom Hanks, also a hot man, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise is still a hot man while I'm a man. Like, so interesting that you frame it that way, Christian, having not listened to a uh, film cast. Have you, have you listened to them? No, okay, no, I could, we had a un- big debate about whether Tom Cruise is a, still a sex symbol. Uh, he's, he's a hot, I will say no spoilers. There are a bevy of hot men in Top Gun. Oh mm, my. Indeed. Gosh, it's raining, man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> what about you, Jeff? I got to recommend Barry. I know it's a show I have recommended oh, so uh, before, but my goodness, season three is, I think, one of the great things on television right now. Season three of Barry on HBO Max. Or I guess it's on HBO proper. Um, I'm watching it on HBO Max. Um, Bill Hader is incredible. He's directing, I think he's directing all of the, of the final season of the, of the show. Uh, but he directed a number of episodes previously and he's become one of my favorite directors. The episode six of season three is one of the most incredible episodes of a TV show I've ever seen. There's a chase scene that happens in LA in Pasadena, Christian. Uh, that is extraordinary. I just can't, I don't know how you even, make that it's incredible uh it's all these places where i used to live is like takes place in sherman oaks and studio city and pasadena and it's like it's genius it's funny it's in, insightful it's powerful it's heartfelt it's disturbing it's action-packed i mean it is there's nothing else like it barry is so good so good so watch that show if you are not please uh, we also got a listener-suggested parting gift. This comes to us at dlcfeedback at gmail.com. Uh, this one comes from Justin, who says, Summer is here, and my family has been doing hikes every weekend. When we go on a hike, we each bring a pair of gardening gloves and a small bag to pick up trash. Leftover produce bags from the grocery store work well. We make a game out of who can find the most trash along the trail side. Every time I spot the tiniest bit of rubbish, like a gum wrapper, I shout and cheer. Vintage soda bottles are worthy of a celebration dance. Optionally, you can assign point values to trash items based on their size, small, medium, or large. At the end of the hike, we compare bags and declare a winner. If you've got little kids and don't, wanna, don't want them reaching for garbage, let them be the spotters and the parents do the picking up. It can be hard to pull kids and adults away from screens. Making trash pickup a competitive game helped engage our son with hiking when he'd rather be inside playing video games. Sometimes making the world a better place means cleaning up what other people have put out into the world. Thanks for making a great show and take care. Incredible email, Justin. Thank you for saying that's an awesome idea. One I am absolutely going to put into practice with my own family. I love it. Thank you. Same, but I'm going to go on the hike first and put trash so I can find it. You know, I'm going to game the game. (laughs) Nice. Like, <laughs> I, I I need to bring them to to Jersey and, and just like my room. There's a trash everywhere. They're gonna they're gonna have a field day. 
awesome. If you'd like to have your parting gift right on our show, send it to us. DLCfeedback at gmail.com is where you send those. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of DLC. Thanks again to Joseph Moran and Christian Spicer for hanging out with me. Thanks to our musical contributors, Patrick L., Sean Madigan, and Zero Star. Our theme song was composed by White Cube, which is Jason Sherry and T. Ryan Arnold. Uh, Huge thanks to our patrons at patreon.com slash dlcpod. Please do consider being one of them. And at the highest level, our hype train patrons are called out by name, which I'm going to do right now. It's time to thank our hype train patrons like Clifton Satterfield, Jason Novak, Octavian Retsiu, Taylor Wiggert, Christian Bravery, Jad, Josh Peak, Peter Olberg, Nick Strauss-Klein, Slag the Watashima Henny, Michael Stadler, Jackson, Michael Buck, Travis, Mike Lombardo, Soren Silk, The Spice Man Silencer, Albert of the Stuff and Junk Podcast, Yick, Jonathan Spice Man Forever Schlepfer, Zachary White, Stu Goss, Nate, Kevin Brazel, Jenny, Ben, Scott Hughes, Neil Shaw, Dan Palmino, Malcolm King, Mark Gowland, Jimmy Radcliffe, Jonathan Putney, Mitchell Ness, Bill with one L. Harris, Jeff Luxack, Chris Zacharias, Matt Bradley, Jonathan Talbert, Victor Valenzuela, Scooby Diesel, Cheesy Bob, Adam Denby, Hank Patton, Sasan, Rob Rickman, Dan Flanagan, Riley Knox, Anthony Goulas, Kyle Starr, Andy Joyce, Michael S., Matt Valdez, Relentless Rex, John Sisko, and Curtis from Louisville. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place.